to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. We are back with another exciting episode. I am Ambrosia Matthews, and with me is my beautiful co-host, Alexa Hauser. Oh, thank you. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday, and happy birthday to Ambrosia Matthews. It's Abby's birthday. Can you believe it? On the 4th – well, so this is airing on Friday, but we're recording on the 4th of July. So this girl has a 4th of July birthday, which I find pretty fascinating. I don't know about you, but I think it's my. What's even crazier is that my brother had the same exact birthday as me. Whoa. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Five years apart to the day. What does that – I, we, I feel like in our vicinity, there's like a lot of like crazy birth – you know, like Brandon from Positive Head is like his like crazy birthday story. Yeah. And um, like what what do you think that means, you know, when, when people have the same birthday, for example? Actually, what's really weird is that right before you said that about your brother, I saw a notification from one of our listeners, Sarah Meehan, and I just realized she has my same birthday. So, oh, does she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So what do you think that means? What do I think that means? I don't know. I've always felt like this twin connection with my brother. We're five years apart. Like we're not twins, but I've always felt this twin connection with him, which is very strange. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can tell you what I think it means. So my name is Ambrosia. Like I picked a very unique name. I picked a very unique story and I picked a very unique birthday. And I can tell you that like, I'm embarrassed to share this, but (laughs) when I meet someone with my birthday, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't want to go away, go away. It's my special day. Like I'm special. So I think I picked it so I could stand out Mm. like a different way for me to stand out. I don't know why my brother picked it and I don't know what the connection is there between us, but I can tell you that we have shared birthdays and it was not an enjoyable experience for anyone involved. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and but I also like, what do you think it says about, your relationship that like do you think that's a sign to each other in the in the 3d in in the incarnation like hey you have the same birthday like pay attention here yeah because um i don't know if anybody well i'm gonna tell my my story a little bit again so my brother and i did not grow up together my brother is five years younger than me um i am a child of uh, there's no other way to say it like i was kidnapped as a four-year-old away from my birth mother, which was a very good thing. And I went to go live with my aunt, which is, she's an amazing woman. She was raised me. She's my mother. Um, But he did not have that fortune. He was raised by our biological mother. um, And he ended up going into drugs, then joining a gang, going in and out of prison his whole life. Um, So 
before he died, everybody has a story that they regret. He tried to reach out to me and I basically told him we have nothing in common. I don't want anything to do with you. And then he was murdered. So um, unfortunately, that is that is our story. But every 4th of July, I think about him because we have the same birthday. So, and my family thinks about him. So I feel like if this wasn't his birthday, if it wasn't so punch right in your face, like 4th of July, it's a holiday, you have to celebrate it. Well, you don't have to, but you know what I mean? Um, it would kind of, he was always the child that was like swept under the rug. Always the kid that was forgotten about. Always the kid that like nobody really paid attention to. I mean, even when he was in and out of juvie, like nobody really paid attention, which is really sad. Um, so I think that's why he chose that. And I think that we chose this together so we could remember each other. Because even when he was in prison, he would, <clears throat> I have letters from him, happy birthday. And he would call me on my birthday and I would um, message him on his birthday. And so that's the one connection we have. I also feel like, because part of the story that you didn't mention is that he was also the catalyst for like you really believing in your abilities because – Yeah, he's huge. And he actually helps me quite – like uh, since then, so since he's passed, um, he has propelled me into like believing in myself and really um, taking ownership of this gift. And he actually helps me now. When I try to help other people come into their gifts, he actually is there. He helps me. He shows up. And he's very uh, distinct in his energy. He's not a bad person. He just made he made the best choices he could when he was alive here. But those choices cost him his life. You know. I also get this image or this idea when you talk about it that like it's kind of like you're you, like you share this birthday and you share this like connection, but you're kind of you're kind of on opposite sides. You kind of balance each other out because like you're very much like on the light, on the side of the light, and he's kind of played with like the darker energies. It sounds like you know, so yeah. it sounds like it, it sounds like a energetic like balancing of some sort, rebalancing or I I don't know. It's very interesting to think about. You know, what's interesting is that even when he was alive, he tried to tell people about me and I was so embarrassed. Like I didn't think about that until right now. So there was a couple of years where we lived together because his mom, my mom ended up living together. Ooh, that was not a fun time for us. <laughs> anyway, we had like eight people in one house and it was exhausting. But um, I remember I was playing with telekinesis. I didn't know what it was at the time. But I was be I was able to turn off the TVs with my mind, and I was like, "What is happening?" Right. So I showed him that I could do it, and he was like, "No way!" And he was like 13 at the time, so he was a real like very young kid. But I had a group of people over at my house, my friends, and he comes in and he's like, "She can turn TVs off with her brain," and I was like, "Shut up, Aaron! No, I can't. He's so stupid." Stupid kid. I can't do that. Dumbass. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Or no, I was 13. He was five years younger. So he was like a little kid. And I was like, I don't know what he, he's an idiot. Uh, he's crazy. So it was, it was really funny. Do you know what's funny about that? Do you remember the first time that 
on Memorial Day weekend or whatever when me and Jad came to visit you mm-hmm. and we were like sitting outside and like Jad had like never met any of you and this was like just the beginning of like this stuff really becoming like prevalent in my world and yeah. and you we had been talking about telekinesis before that Remember, right. I, we'd been like sending videos back and forth, and you were talk, talking to me and Jen. You're like, um, you're like, I just, I, wa- I'm gonna get my mom to come out here because like you need to talk to her because she. You were like, I was telling her, I was like, you know what, mom, Alexa can move things with her mind. You like said that just the way you just said that your brother said that, and I was I reacted the same way. I was like. No, I mean, what? Not really. I don't know. Like, literally, like, it's just so funny how, like, I don't know. It's just funny. You get put on the spot and you're like, this like, bitch is crazy. I don't know yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Not me. No. No, that's not me. <laughs> I'm just normal. It reminds me of, like, going back to the witch trials. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Going back that's- to the days where you – like you didn't have to be a witch. You could look at somebody's husband wrong and they'd be like, that bitch is a witch. That's, that's crazy because like that actually has been in my mind a lot over the past couple of days, the witch, the witch trials era, especially, I feel like I've kind of been feeling into, before we got on this recording, I was, um, well, so, okay, whatever. We'll talk yeah, about this. So, ahead. yeah. So, Ambie was like, "Oh, there's a guide standing right next to you because she can see my video." And I was like, "Oh, right here." And I pointed right to it because it kind of looks like a cool reflection from the window. And she's like, "Yeah, it looks like a reflection, but it's like a person." And I was like, "Oh, cool." And I was like, "Why are they here?" And Ambie's like, "Um, you." She was like, "You're working on a lot of stuff. They're just helping guiding and like providing insights." I was like, "Can." And I've been having a lot the past couple of days. I've been actually doing really well with this eclipse energy, but I also feel like it's been bringing up deeper stuff. Um, And I've just been having a lot of like the issue of self-forgiveness coming up. Um, And it just feels so deep. So I was asking, well, can you ask them like how I can – what I can do about like forgiveness, self-forgiveness. And Ambie reflected something that I've been feeling. And she's like, they say this is like very – this, this is a deep issue for you. It's been many lifetimes and um, this is bigger than just this life. And I feel that and I've been feeling that. And part of me has been feeling and seeing imagery the past couple of days of witch times, like of, of that mm-hmm. lifetime that we've been told about and that I've always kind of felt that I was a part of. And I don't really know – I don't really know what it is about and maybe it's more than that. But I keep feeling that time and – um, and the reason why is because something that I keep getting an image of is persecution. Like it, it's mm-hmm. more than just that I've made a mistake in the past or I've done something that I'm not proud of in the past. It's this fear, this deep fear in me that um, I just keep getting this image of everybody going like, you did this or she did this and it being like a public like – Thing and humiliation and not only humiliation but like endangering um have you ever have you ever been to the area where they had the salem, salem? yeah is it no Oregon? it doesn't so it's not no it's over on the east coast it's not necessarily the area of salem but in virginia in virginia beach where i live they have hundreds they had hundreds of witch trials there's a road called witch mm. duck road 
D-U-C-K. It was actually originally named Witch Dunk Road because they would dunk people that are accused of being witches in the um, Chesapeake Bay. There's a story I want to share with you because I heard this the other day. So what I'm in talks with, um, I have a friend, Catherine, and hey, girl, and Francis Robbins. Hey. Um, And there's a hotel here called Cavalier Hotel. But there's a lot of ghost stories around it, right? There's a lot of people that have passed away. So I thought, let's get together and let's host like a ghost event this October in some of these places because this area is really prevalent with a lot of ghost stories. And I think that would be really fun. Yeah. So I was looking up, I'm going to read this to you because it's so interesting. This is coming up. So the witch of Pungo, her name was Grace Shearwood. She was born from 1660 to 1740. She was called the witch of Pungo. She's the last known person to be convicted of the witch trials in Virginia. She, She was a farmer, a healer, a midwife, and also an herbalist. She was accused of witch trial of being a witch. Now here's the kicker. She was dunked in the Elizabeth River not once, but twice. <laughs> so she survived both times and then went back to where she lived and they left her alone. Um, and she lived to be 80 years old. Wait, but when they say that they, when it says you dunk them in the river, what does that mean? Like you, you just like push, put them in for a second and bring them out. Or like what yeah. is that? You just leave no. them in there? You, they tied her up and put it her was underwater. Hot. And put her underwater. So what they would do is they would tie you up, put you underwater. If you if you died, then you were um, you were considered a Christian, and you died an honorable death, right? If you survived, then you were considered a witch, right. and then they were going to try to kill you again. So this bitch, like, and I mean that in the nicest <laughs> way. I mean that in like a boss the respect bitch, way, yeah. right? Um, uh, determined by so the court ordered that Sherwood's guilt or innocence would be determined by dunking her in the water. If she sank, she would be innocent. If she died, she was guilty. Sherwood floated to the service, may have spent almost 80 years in jail before releasing. Um, but it's pretty crazy. She survived twice and then um, came back. Yeah. Yeah, like that's intense. That's intense stuff right there. Now, whether or not she's a witch. Well, it sounds like she's mystical. She's powerful. She's some kind of mystical stuff going on. Try and kill me again, bitch. Try it. Yeah, try it. Like the Elizabeth River is no joke. And I don't know what time of the year it was, but if it was cold, I mean, you're talking about pretty cold water that you're going into and you have to untie your hands and feet. So you want to know something? You well, so just something that keeps popping in my head in relation to this like pers- this witch like everybody being like she's a witch or whatever. I one of my earliest memories is um it was my birthday party. I might have shared this in the podcast. It was my birthday party, and I I think I was only like three, maybe I was walking around, but I was very little. Um, and my parents threw a big party with like all of their friends from work. It's one of those things because I'm so little, I like yeah, have like a so few little. friends or something. Yeah. yeah. And um, and there's just like a ton of people in my backyard, and everyone's kind of drinking and having a good time and being pretty loud and stuff. And I went to my mom and I said, please don't let anyone sing happy birthday to me. 
And um, so maybe I was like four. I was like, I don't want anyone to sing happy birthday to me. And my mom goes, why not? I was like, I just don't want them to. And she's like, okay, no one will sing happy birthday to you. And then literally like 10 minutes later, the cake comes out and all like – it had to be 100 people at least. Maybe it was more. All of these people turn around and were focused on me and they're all singing happy birthday. And I remember – I have never been so scared in my life to that point. I was absolutely terrified. Everyone looking at me, I still remember some of their faces looking at me. And I just broke down and I cried so hard. And I got so angry at my mom because I felt like she like endangered me. Like she didn't listen to me. And she, I was like, you said, you said. And she was like, I thought you were kidding. I didn't think you were serious. I was like, what? Like, of course I was serious. But it's weird because that image just keeps coming to mind of like, it's like everybody's attention on me and I'm wondering too if like that relates to – for anyone maybe who had a past life where they were like persecuted or were like in the witch times, right, or in the witch trials, it's like maybe that could be a big part of the um, – if you were in childhood and really didn't want to be seen or really didn't want like anyone – a lot of people paying attention to you that could yeah. be maybe – and that was me when I was younger. I really didn't want anyone to notice me. Um so anyway, that was just you know, the other thing that comes to my head. And I think that's a really good point. The other thing that comes to my head is like the um, I'm going to sound like an idiot because I don't know history like the I don't either. Times of, like kings and queens. OK, yeah, that yeah, time frame. Time. Yeah. So they had people that were seers. Right. Yeah. However, something goes wrong. You're Off done. With your heads. Off with your head. You say something that they don't like, you're done. Right. Or even women. Like, let's go back to this. This I was talking, I was in a reading a while ago, and the, an issue came up for this person. And all of a sudden, I saw this person in that time period um, being sexually assaulted, getting pregnant, and then being essentially taken out of the castle and banished because she got pregnant. Because wow. it was her fault she got pregnant. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of like old wounds resurfacing in so many different ways yeah. that it's just really interesting, you know? It is. It is really interesting. I, on that note, I was actually reading something. I was reading a book or something last – no, what was I reading? I don't know what it was. But it was about how um, old wounds resurface and – are pro- then projected onto – okay, the example was that the United States, for example, has spent the last however long projecting their – so in in history, they, um, they essentially took everything from the Native Americans. They disrespected them. They, you know, treated – they just took from them and they, like, raped and pillaged, basically, like, their civilizations yeah. and destroyed that. And took all of their resources too, like everything that they were protecting and everything that they were – the land and everything that they had such a spiritual connection with. Um, we just came in and kind of robbed them of that for our own gain, right? So then um, th- this example was saying how – or this – yeah, this source was giving this example saying how – so then America projected that unresolved wound onto now like Saudi Arabia – and the Middle East, and now we're playing that out. I feel like I'm really not explaining that well. It I'm actually well. on the edge of my seat. Keep going. I'm really excited. Well, 
I'm, I'm nervous that I'm like not getting this right. But now like that we're continuing instead of instead of healing it, we just keep playing it out. We just keep mm-hmm. projecting it bigger. Like a repeating pattern. Oh, but but also that like we're accusing them. We're accusing them. So we're saying they're they're coming in ah. here and they're doing this to us when really it's us that that we're projecting the wound. We're projecting the wound back on ourselves because we it gives us a chance to 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 see it and to feel it. And maybe I didn't explain that perfectly well, but somehow in my head and my heart it, it kind of makes sense. And I feel like just what you're saying about these wounds resurfacing, it's like it, that's kind of how it is individually and collectively. It's like, yeah, all these collective wounds are resurfacing. And then also it's like I do feel like that's kind of how wounds um, play out. It's like if you did something wrong – or if you did something to hurt someone in the past, then you still hold that in your vibration and you basically project that onto someone else, that someone else has done that to you. That's how you see it. And then it gives you an opportunity when you finally start to kind of wake up and see the broader picture. It gives you an opportunity to realize, um, to see all aspects of the situation. And then it gives you a chance to come back come back into balance with it or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but it's interesting to think about how this is playing out on the larger scale, like globally, especially as like countries and and especially, yeah, it's just very interesting. Thing. I mean, you think about like that's a lot of energy, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of history too. Exactly. So it's going to take need, some time to heal. Yeah, well. and need to be balanced out and yeah. – and 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 in a way, I feel like that's kind of where the phrase come like history repeats itself, right? It's kind of it's almost part of it. It's like, why does history repeat itself? Well, one, because if you go to like law of attraction, right? If we keep telling the story but we never resolve it or change it, then obviously things are going to repeat. But also things repeat, so we get another chance, another chance to to um act in a new way or yeah, take action in a new way, right? So mm-hmm. what comes to mind for me is like the whole migrant immigrant camps that are happening right yes. now. Like, this is yes, yes, I was just reading about that actually. That's so crazy that it's, it's insane. Like coming up. Yeah. It's it really is. It's so sad what's happening. Mm-hmm. But um you know and part of me wants to like get involved and stay and speak up and things like that. But like on a, on a very personal level, it's, I know that it's not for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's not yeah, my, I've... just like, just like healing. It's not for me. It doesn't mean it's not for other people. It doesn't mean it's not other people's fight. Like fight. If you feel like it's your calling, then by all means go do something about it. Yeah. Um, but I've... this is one of those things that I'm just watching from the sidelines. But but also like because I was thinking that same thing. I saw um, a news story yesterday of these people that Jew- Jewish women who were standing in front of the and which was very symbolic, right? Very symbolic yeah. of like we are not letting this happen again to these yeah. people. Um, and they were and there was these like young women who were standing there and they looked happy to be to be being arrested. And I was thinking the thought went through my mind. I was like, oh. Should everybody be doing that? Like, well, wait, well, what does that do? And I got that same intuition that was like, well, that's just not for me. I'm not supposed to be there. Sta- I know that. I'm not supposed to be there standing there being yeah. a symbol, right, or 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 
that's just not my role. But what my role is, and I think what your role is, and it's similar, is um, is being the the people who are, yeah, we're on the sidelines technically, but also we are helping awaken people so that they can get into action and maybe be there, standing there, getting arrested for the symbolism or for mm-hmm. awareness or whatever it is. Or we're the people that are awakening people so that then they can get into government, Renee. Or <laughs> sorry to call you out, girl. Um, you know, like we are, we are, um, we are an important role in it, but we're just not the ones that are physically standing there, like at Standing Rock or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing I really struggled with, st- Standing Rock. Yeah, I don't know how you felt about it, but I was like, do I go? Do I stay? Do I go? Do I stay? Like, and I meditated about it many, many times. Because it was this energy, this like push pull energy, and I ultimately decided to not go. Um, because again, I felt like this this isn't this isn't. I want to go to be a part of it to say that I was part of it, and that's not really the right energy that I want to give to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like do do I value it, and do I think it's important? Absolutely. But I don't want to go and and for the wrong reasons, because I want to be there and be a part of it. Like, it's not, it's not that type of show. This is not a museum that we're going to see. Like, this is not a dinner theater. This is like a very important issue that needs a lot of people that have very strong intentions behind it. So I felt like if you don't have those strong intentions, then this isn't for you. Definitely. I mean, like (laughs) Ethos, who was on our podcast, I think they shared – um, the interview about how they – I don't know if it was Standing Rock or it was some protest, but they got arrested um, mm-hmm. gladly. And then yeah. they were in a cell, in a holding cell, and had like a complete panic attack and absolute like breakdown in the cell. And they could feel how it was like connected to all these past lives. Do you remember that? And how it was just like they they just couldn't – but it's so interesting to think about like maybe people are attracted um, – maybe people are attracted to these positions now mm-hmm. because of – because it's part of their journey. Like because it's not only something that is their calling, that is a is – they're being called to be active in, but also that – um, having those experiences, like being locked up, that that is actually like a part of their awakening too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, if if there comes a time where it's like a repeat of the witch trials, I will get arrested. I can tell everybody right now, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to stand up and be like, no fucking way is this happening. Um, because that is something that I, like from a, a young child, I felt like, uh, a connection to. I remember feeling it as a kid, like, oh, if I tell people about this, they'll they'll kill me. Mm. Literally, that energy of I, I didn't really understand what I was feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I remember feeling and having this thought of, you will die for this. Mm-hmm. That's how serious it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they start. Uh, I feel I don't know why, but I always think of like the X Men. <laughs> yeah like they had this uh one of the movies the x-men they had um basically concentration camps for the humans that were mutating i love that word yeah. that were mutating and so they were trying to like um 
like kill all of the mutated humans. And wow. so I, on a personal note, on like a very side note, I think this is a part of evolution, just so you know. What is a part of evolution? Um, coming into your intuition, being psychic, being telekinetic, oh, yeah. telepathic, all of these things. I think it's a part of us evolving as human beings. Yeah. Um, so that's partly why I think everybody can do it. But I'm, I'm starting to change my view on that a little bit. But that's a side note. What, um, what is your view changing into? It's changing into does everybody have the capability of doing it? Yes. But is it for everybody? Is it their path or their journey? No. Yeah, of course. I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, is it possible for everybody to tap into this? Yes, because we're all made of the same thing. But is it, like you said, is everybody going to do it? No, definitely not. Like, there's yeah, some people some that – some people, like, want to do it. Yeah. You're like, I really want to do this. And, it, and you just – it's just not your path this time. Oh, you mean some people want to, like, speak to – well, see – but, like, here's the thing is, like, so I've I've gone back and forth about this because I remember when we started talking to John, when you, you started channeling, um, when we first started having our first conversations, John would say to me, you could talk to us, too. You can you can talk to us, too. You could do it. And, you, and he also said you could see us, and I didn't believe that at the time, but then I did see him a couple of times. But he said you could talk to us, and I don't feel like – and I feel like I really want to talk to them, but I also feel like I don't – maybe it's just that it's just not in the same way that you do. Maybe I do talk to them. I just don't talk it, – it's not the same modality. Like I just more feel things and know things and it's not as much of like literally like a conversation. I don't know. And I think that's where everybody like gets um, gray – so when you look at someone like, and I'm not saying I'm in these categories at all, but when you look at someone like uh, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, or you look at somebody like John Edwards, who's the person that originally started doing this in the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway. I used to watch him on TV and just be like, is it true? Could he? I couldn't watch it because it scared me too much. Oh. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. So... Um, but yeah, when you when you look at these people, you think like how amazing like that they are having a conversation with something like right in front of them, right? Or even when I say I'm seeing them. So when I say I'm seeing them, a lot of the times it's in my mind's eye. Right. Sometimes I can physically see them, but that is far few in between. It's becoming more frequent just because of how it's evolving for me personally. Um the but I've heard of other intuitives that um, see them physically, like I'm seeing you, or see them in their mind's eye, or see a movie going on. Right? It, it happens differently. But I think what's happening is people are expecting it to show up one way, and it's showing up different, and so they discredit the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of the things that I think is really important is being open to how it's coming about. So is it coming about like a conversation in your head? Well, then there you go. Like that's where do you think that's coming from? You think you're crazy? I don't think you're crazy. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my kids <laughs> screaming in the background. Are they playing? <laughs> I don't know if they're dying like, or... Wah! 
I think Oliver's just like having a really great day. So, oh, that's good. Like, like he woke up and he was like, let's fight. Sometimes he does that. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I've noticed recently, I've just noticed recently that like, I feel like my intuition or my, and maybe, and I feel like this applies to a lot of people. So I'm just going to share it is that like, it's just what you're saying, Ambie. It's like, we think it's going to like – it's going to be like the movies. Like it's just going to like show up in this like yeah. literally like a CGI like like yeah. spirit like hello like, like or something like that. Welcome. You're yes. into it now. Yes. That'd yes. be awesome. Yeah, it would be. And maybe it does for some people. Like maybe yeah. that's how some people experience it and that's so super cool. But I think for a lot of us, especially right now, it's showing up in – just those images that you get in your mind where you're just like, oh, why am I thinking about that? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's random. It's it's like and you and you completely discredit it because you just think you have a random mind. But actually, the more that you're tuned into this stuff, the more that you start to pay attention to those, just like I was saying about I was thinking a lot about the witch trials the past couple of days, and I've been feeling this um inability to forgive. And 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 noticing like I think they're linked, like they feel linked to me. It's like it's like just um, realizing that whatever is coming into your mind is – it's coming from somewhere. So mm-hmm. – and then if you're spending a lot of time kind of tapping into your emotions and stuff like that and images are coming up, it's like, okay, like this this, this is obviously linked to this in some way. And so you're getting the messages all the time. It's just about um, – believing that and then I think like actually starting to use it and trusting it and letting that be enough because if you think that it's not enough and you don't trust it and you don't move forward on that, then you never get to discover more about it and then you never get to like build the trust. Whereas I feel like Ambie, what this podcast and our friendship has allowed me to do because I've had a hard time believing in myself and this ability is just to continuously like relay things to you and then you help me like see more connections and go deeper with it. And that keeps building my confidence of like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'm getting the messages. I'm getting the messages. I have to just have to keep um, trusting and sharing and um, and paying attention, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that 100%. And I think that exactly what you're saying, like that's where a lot of people get – once you start to listen and pay attention, it gets bigger and bigger, right, in a good way. Um, one of my favorite things is when people, I love it when this happens, people will ask John questions or you'll ask John a question that you have not talked to me about. I have no knowledge of this information and John will be spot on with it. And then later you'll tell me that this is what happens. And I'm like, no fucking way. (laughs) I get, I geek out about that because how I don't know this, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's not like I'm sitting and thinking like, Hmm, what will John say later? So it's really interesting. I really like it because there is always going to be that shred of doubt for everybody. You are going to doubt yourself. Yeah. And so it's really important to have that trust in yourself and that faith in yourself. This is exactly what it comes back to, like faith, whatever your faith is. It doesn't matter what your faith is. You have to have faith in in yourself and in something bigger than you. And the other thing I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, the message was, remember, our belief systems go with us when we transition. 
So when I, it's so fascinating, the things that I'm learning from people that have passed away, like saying that is crazy that that's my life anyway. But, um, man, belief oh, systems. Wow. What? I just want to take a second and just, just so appreciative of my life. I'm so grateful hmm. that my life is so magical all the time. So cool. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I'm very appreciative of just like – just – it's, but it's crazy too. It's very interesting how you adapt to it so quickly and then that's your new normal. And then you forget. You forgot to be appreciative. You forget to be grateful. You forget that like just a couple years ago you were in a completely different place praying, wishing yeah. – that you could be living this life and now you are and it's like – it's interesting just how I'm saying we assimilate to the new vibration actually pretty quickly and then it becomes hard to believe that our life was never not like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was really interesting. Yeah. But um, one of the things that I see on a more consistent basis is Catholic women that are very uh, against – Speaking of uh, people that have passed away or psychics or things like that, they think it's the devil. So they'll tell me I'm not talking to you because I don't I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're dead. Like the you're oh, not, they're spirits. They're yeah, spirits. I'm like you're you're already dead. You're not going to hell. You're yeah. in my house. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. But that's their belief system. Wow, it goes with us when we transition. So it's the hardest thing to change but it also will make the most impact in your life. And that yesterday I was shown that that's the connection with money. That's the connection right there is that if you believe I'm only worth this amount of, of energy, you've got to change that or then that's your reality. And it's not just this life. It's many lifetimes. I was realizing going back to, well, speaking of money, Mm-hmm. that's the connection I made yesterday. I suddenly realized I'm like, oh, wow. This self-forgiveness piece that I'm working on apparently many lifetimes and it's really coming up strong right now. I was like, wait, whoa. And it just hit me so clearly. It was like, there's a part of me that literally believes I do not deserve love. Like I do not deserve love. That is a belief that's in here. And even though I can say it and I can do all the work and do all the processes or whatever – it's it's it just feels kind of a part of the the core a little bit and um and then I realize I'm like oh my god that that is a really big factor in money that is a really big factor in how much money I will allow myself to receive because I've been receive I I mean I've done things in the past few months with money that I didn't think was possible which is really cool but mm-hmm. I can feel that you know that abundance that John is always telling us about or whoever is always like you deserve so much like so much abundance you can't believe and it's there waiting for you type of thing. I can feel that that's actually what's standing in the way. It's like when you believe that you deserve love truly, when you reconcile this part, that's going to let that in. That's going to let that in because money is love. Money is security. Money is yeah. – um, yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. And it also goes back to – so the other thing it goes back to is – Money is just an example that I'm using because it's such a strong example in our country. So if you, people have a viewpoint on money, 
whether it's positive or negative. You either like money, the energy of money, or you don't like the energy of money, right? Mm -hmm. So my mother is a really good example in this. Her story is that people with money are evil. Mm-hmm. Well, then why the hell would you want to want to ever have money, right? Yeah. So what does she say? She says she's broke. She never has money, blah, 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 all of this. Because of course, like what's the other option? The other option is she's going to be evil. So yesterday we're driving. I've convinced her to get a pedicure. She's never had one before. I saw life. that on your Facebook. I was like her first <laughs> so one cute. ever. First one ever. And the little, oh my God, the lady working on her feet, like that lady earned every dollar she got that day. She was like (laughs) scrubbing those feet. I was cracking up. I couldn't breathe. I was trying not to laugh too hard because of my stomach. But my mom was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, stop apologizing. (laughs) Anyway, so so my thing, I, I started, I don't know why, or I don't know where it came from. It just came out. But I looked at her and I don't even know what I said. But I started talking to her about money and self-worth. And she was like, you're right. Oh, my God, you're right. And we've done this dance before. And it gets into an argument. And we don't speak to each other for a couple of days. But that yesterday, it got to her core. And she was like, you're right. And she literally looked at me and was like, I am abundant. And I was like, what the fuck? You're abundant. Like, where is that coming from? <laughs> and like, I, I came back and I was like, what happened? That's you were, so cool. It was amazing because I don't even know what was said, but I remember I looked at her and then it was like yeah. everything. So it was really neat. But um, whoever did that, like it got to her and she was like, you're absolutely right. I am abundant. And you know what? I'm going to stop telling that story. And so she went and did something that she's never done. She got a pedicure, a pedicure. And she was like, I feel really special. And I'm like, yeah, girl, like that's what it's supposed to be. Like a nice little pampering for yourself. That's so cute. I love that. Shifting that belief system of um, self-deserving, you know, because her parents grew up in the Great Depression. Yeah. A lot of energy from that too. That scarcity, that survivalness you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing. It's like, we're, God, it's just, I just keep getting this image. We're like, all of us here, all the light workers are literally doing like spiritual, um, deadlifts and like, um, I'm just seeing us all in the gym, like really like lifting, like lifting and doing like serious like workout work because that's what it, it's like when you're like moving yeah. this energy, when you have something like the Great Depression, like your parents pass down that energy to you. Let's say like we have nothing and like that it's legit and times are dark as fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? When that's yeah. literally passed down to you, I mean that's in your DNA um, it's also just like in your daily in your life when you grow up, that's the, the the energy you're around, you know? Um, that's what you learn. So I just keep seeing us all, like all of us who are really working on this, like me, you, everyone listening to this podcast, is I just see us like in the gym, just like lifting heavier and heavier weights, but like getting stronger. But it's like hard work, man. Yeah. It's like really hard work. Yeah. You know what I see? What? It's interesting because I feel like um, I heard this somewhere. I didn't come up with this. I heard this, that um, each generation comes down and learns lessons. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, from the Positive Head podcast, Erica Middlemas, talks about um, how um, 
they were each generation learned something. Anyway, my point is that it feels like we are trying to show the people in previous generations, like it's okay. It's safe now. It wasn't always like this. It wasn't always safe. You did have to fight. You did have to survive and you did a good job and we're grateful and we're appreciative. So like, it's okay. It's like we're moving them out of the cave with a flashlight, like follow me, come here, come to the light, follow, take my hand. It's going to be okay. I feel like that symbol that represents like how I feel about my dad so much. Like I feel like he's, he's so sensitive. Like he's absolutely an empath. Just like, I think he's where I get my sensitivity from. My mom's very intuitive as well, but like my dad, I think feels everything and doesn't know how to handle it. Um, and, um, and so, which makes sense because I think the ability to be so, to, I think, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but this is really interesting if we haven't, is that like I read somewhere, I heard somewhere, and this makes a lot of sense to me, that the empathic ability, it's an ability, first of all, but mm-hmm. it's an ability that it's, a, it's like a muscle that's strengthened when you – especially when you grow up in an environment that's extremely chaotic or unpredictable yeah. or people are getting angry a lot when you have to know whether it's safe or not to enter a room or you have to know um, if mom and dad are fighting or or you have to pick up if someone's like about to go off like so that yeah. you can feel safe. Um it's a survival mechanism. Yes, it's a survival mechanism. To, yeah, to just sense danger, yeah. and yeah. Um, and so my dad grew up in an extremely chaotic Irish Irish Catholic household with seven, seven brothers and sisters, um, and just there was always someone going off about something. Um, so anyway, what you were just describing about like, come here, it's okay, like I know, is that's exactly the relationship I feel like me and my dad have, and it seems like it's kind of the relationship you and your mom have. It's like they came from such a dark time when like maybe there really wasn't hope. Like there wasn't yeah. – and there wasn't the internet. Like there wasn't a phone. Like right. like we can we can gripe on technology and our phones all we want, but honestly, they're truly gifts because at yes. any time we can dive into the phone and find solace like and find connection when we're really feeling like no one understands us or we're really scared. Um, we have the resources at our fingertips and it's such a gift. And so I feel like that is what – and I also feel like that's what um, we're here – that's what children – it's kind of like parents raise children, but then children start to raise the parents because then yeah. the energy is shifting so much that then the child has to be like, okay – now let me teach you. Like you've taken me to a certain point, but now I have to show you like the way because the way is different than when you were than you when you were raising me. Now it's shifting and you're kind of set in the old way. So let me help you come this way. And then mm-hmm. the cycle happens again. I really like that. So it's really funny because we set out this episode to talk about aging. And I love this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. It's really fun. Is the is the guide still there? No. Oh, oh well. He left. Well, they might be. I don't see him. Oh, okay. Um. Well, Amby, so it's your birthday. Before we wrap up, it's your birthday. Do you have any birth birthday wishes or like um, wishes for this next um, revolution? Ah, uh, that's a good one. I like that question. You're such a good interviewer. Oh. Um. You know what? I woke up this morning. Not really, well, a little bit judging myself, but 
kind of like doing like a reality check in the aspect of I've been so busy that's air quotes for people not looking. Um, I've been so busy lately that I haven't really taken time to appreciate things in my life. I don't feel like I don't feel like I've appreciated as much as I can. And so now that you're asking me that question, I think I, I really want to focus on appreciation. I really want to focus on um, showing that connection to other human beings and non-physical energy as well. Instead of just being like, I'm grateful for you. Cool. You're grateful for me. Awesome. But like really taking the time and, and showing that connection to other people. Yeah. Really um, like infusing appreciation into your interactions. Yeah. Instead of just saying it. Yeah. I like that. I, I feel like that's um, that's something that I could – I actually took a walk this morning and I was kind of feeling into this like forgiveness thing. And um, and I and I got this – I kept asking like how do I – and I just kept getting is like appreciate, appreciate. But I – it's interesting when you look at – when you – I'm just trying to express. It's interesting how when we have problems, we're just like trying to solve them and we're trying to get out mm-hmm. of them or we're trying to whatever. And it's like I feel like I got this whole new um, perspective of like – Show appreciation to the people involved. Show appreciation to the situation. Show appreciation to 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 everything because everything is your teacher, everything. And it's like when you start to realize that everything around you, even when it feels uncomfortable, is actually there because, again, it's like guiding you and it's showing you – it's helping you reflect – it's helping reflect your emotions back to you. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything not to appreciate. There isn't – and even the thing for me that I was like like ruminating on about like that it's feeling hard to forgive myself for, I actually – after my walk, I came to this place of actual appreciation about it in a way. I was like, you know what? That was really enlightening. That was a really like enlightening experience for my life. And like I don't know who I'd be without that experience. So um, I know you're talking about appreciating people in – person and I'm just piggybacking onto that to saying, um, yeah, I think we could all use more appreciation and I think <sighs> I think it's a beautiful thing to appreciate on your birthday. So I appreciate you very much. I'm so appreciative for this friendship. Like, oh my freaking God. Um, Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. I appreciate I pre- I was gonna say I appreciate the shit out of you, but that's like not really appreciate the shit out of you. I appreciate the shit out of you. <laughs> I picture one of those squeezy toys with the poop coming out. That's gross. What? Oh, I appreciate the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, got it. That's yeah. nasty. Anyway, no, but I really do appreciate you as well. And I I oh, I was um, thinking today actually like just what's going on with us uh, in our personal lives and then what's going on um with like the podcast and things like that that we haven't shared with everybody yet and I was just so excited and blown away that like this is our life I get to travel around with my best friend and we're like working and that is I'm gonna cry because that's literally what I've always wanted so I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I'm really I I yeah, ditto. It's all like it's all happening and <sighs> oh, there's so much that could be said, but yeah. 
just pure appreciation and pure appreciation for you know what else I just want to say too is that I really really appreciate how real we're able to be with each other even when we push each other's buttons and even when we're each freaking out on our own like I really really value the I think of this relationship and I think man like if every one of my relationships could be like this could be as like authentic as this and transparent as this it would be so incredible and I think that's you know that's a work in progress and not every relationship is going to be like this but um but it's just it's just, it's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> That's all. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Um, but hold on, real quick before we go, let's we want to appreciate our patrons. Yes, you got it. Appreciation. Uh, Whitney Kanaka, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Mimi Abnetter, Maribella Muncie, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kelly Ann Bates, Kasha Boshnievich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, and Adonica Haskell. Oh, and Nike, as well as Alicia Domico. Thank you so much, you guys. We are appreciative for you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Amy, go enjoy the rest of your birthday, um, and we will see you guys next week. Happy Fourth of July, everybody, and happy Friday. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 